0: Lord, we come before you this morning, dear Lord, to speak with you in regard to Matthew sixteen, thirteen to twenty, where you give Peter, uh, Simon, Peter, the, uh, Simon the name Peter. Lord, it's very important what you said there, and I'd like to just quickly cover this. It said that, uh, in the scriptures there. It reads, "It I'm going to read it real quickly." Is when Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, "Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am?" And they said. Some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, others Jeremiah, and or one of the prophets. And he said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my called-out assembly." And the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he commanded his disciples that they should tell no one that he was Jesus the Christ. The Christ. What is the Christ? The Christ of the Messiah. Deuteronomy, 6, uh, Deuteronomy 18, 18, 19. The one that was about to be sent into the world to bear witness to the words of God. To, you know, to teach or speak in the way of the words of God and bear witness to them. In John eighteen thirty seven, the Lord says he indeed accomplished that. But what are these words? These words are what we must be set apart by in this time of the kingdom. These words are the words of God that are higher than ours because his thoughts are higher than ours, His way, his ways are higher than ours, and his works are higher than ours. Therefore, since all things are done by his words, than it is that it's the words that are the key to the kingdom of heaven because all his works are done by truth and his truth is the words of God that we are to be required to be set apart by in this day. That's Psalms 33, 4 and John um, 17, 17. Now, he said, blessed are you, Simon Barjona. Notice that John recorded this in verse 16 as Simon Peter answered and said. And notice what he's saying. Peter, he hadn't got the name Peter yet. His name is still Simon, but well, he calls him Peter because this is the work that God would have given him to do. Which means that every time he uses Peter in the in the books and the New Testament bookings, he's saying this is the work of the kingdom that Peter was given to do. That Simon was given to do. Simon was given to do to make known and bear witness to the words of God, which is what the name Petros mean. And Petros is an interesting one. It Petros name is Greek. Uh, Strong's Greek. 4074, you'll see that it's actually a piece of rock that is larger than a stone. G3037 is the stone, which is lithos, which is just a regular stone. And that's very important for us to understand because what God had given him is the words that are greater than the words of the world. So even though we can say it's a stone or a rock, it's greater than the small stone. What he's saying is that this is a piece of a rock. And that peace is the rock of God. He's talking about the the words he's given him, a peace of the kingdom. He's given him the inheritance of the kingdom, is what he said. I will give you the keys to heaven. Because your name has been given to receive this. And you heard from God. In other words, he was willing to hear this thing from God, which was the Spirit of the Lord was talking to him by the Spirit. And the Spirit was telling him that, look, this is thy son, this is the Messiah. The Son of the Living God, you are the Messiah, and he heard that from God. And Jesus is testifying, "You got that from God," meaning, remember, we cannot go to God except through Jesus, unless God has called you for a purpose and an appointed time, and it's your appointed time. And he caused him to know that word, and he caused him to know that prophecy right there, that he knew it on his heart. He says, "I, this is what I say, you are." He didn't guess. He said, "I say you are this because the Spirit of God was making it known to him. Remember, God's words are filled with the full measure of the Spirit of God." John, three thirty-four. So Peter, John is or excuse me, Matthew is writing this in the first book. I said John, Matthew is writing this in the first book, calling him Peter, calling him this name. But Jesus answered and called him Simon Bar Jonah, which means son of Jonah which means that he was chosen to be the one to carry the word forth forth first. And absolutely, when you go to Acts 2 and and, uh, uh, Pentecost fully come, the first one to speak and cry out the words was who? Peter. He led the charge of going out in the street like Jonah did and speaking the words because the spirit fell on him in the form of a tongue. Flames of fire like a tongue. What is that? It's the right to speak the language of God. God was pouring out on him the spirit, which is the fire, but it was in the form of a tongue on each of their heads. The tongue is that what? It's the authority to speak the words of God that were put into us on day one of creation. So they had it. They had the power of those words. They had, Jesus had opened the words to them in Luke 24, 44, and 45. He had spoken the words to them, showed them the way of the words. They did not get it through the three and a half years of ministry. But after he came back to them and breathed the Spirit upon them, as he says in John 20 and Luke 24, then they were able, the Lord was able to speak to them and cause them to know the words. And he spoke to them. Remember, the words of God were not given to those of the world. You have to ask the Lord for authority to receive the words of God. But he had been doing the way of the words for Peter and Simon and all the, Simon Peter, he'd be called, or Simon, all the disciples. He'd been doing the way of the words for them. So that they opened it up for God to be able to speak to him. And God spoke to Peter and told him this. So he understood it, but he didn't know what the, the message was. He understood he was the Messiah sent forth to bring these messages of the words. But at that time, he couldn't understand it yet. Not until the Spirit was in him, but he was listening to God, and he was hearing the voice of God, and he was willing to believe. And then God led him to understand the words. And it came to be after the cross that he was there. And it says, these are the words I spoke to you while I was with you. And then he was able to cause them to understand the Scriptures, because the Scriptures are written in the pure language of God, whose ways and whose words and his works are higher than ours. You hear them in the earthly language, but if you understand the pure language of the kingdom of God, that Jesus will cause you to understand if you will seek him to understand and let him pour out the Spirit upon you to enable you to understand these words. And you will learn them line by line, precept upon precept, just like he promises to increase knowledge in that way in Isaiah 28, 9-13. He says in Psalms 119, the entrance of his words gives light and gives understanding to the simple. Until we humble ourselves and say, we don't have it. We are not right with God. We, we think we are, but we're not. And when we believe that we, we are caught in a snare, and that snare is we're only hearing the scriptures in the languages of the earth and not the language, the pure language of the kingdom of heaven that is God's language. It's the same words but in the Bible it explains these meanings. We all accept that the stone means the word. It's symbolic of the word. Jesus is the cornerstone, all these things. We hear that and we don't pay attention. That's a language that he's speaking. It's parables that we need to learn. There's 153 such words that we need to understand. And then we need to understand the ways, the four ways of the four spirits very very particularly involving these words and how they're used in that manner. Okay. He goes on here and he says, On this rock, and that rock is greater than the rock of the stone of the world. In other words, the word of God is greater than Satan's words. He cannot overcome them because he only has a stone and you've got a rock. And it was carved out by God. It's a piece of the rock, and Satan can't overcome it. It says, The gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. What are the gates of Hades? The gates of hell. Always in God's ways, since he doesn't change his ways, and in Deuteronomy 11, 8, uh, 11 18 to 21, in Deuteronomy 6, 4 to 9, he tells you that his words must be put on the gates. That's why Satan has the world do so many gates with so many pagan idols on it. The gates of the city of London all have the border markers at the entrance of the cities. They used to have gates. Now they've got these uh, dragon statues. They've had them there and on the gates of the crown i mean if you look at the gates of buckingham palace and all that they have all these pagan idols on there you know the the cyclops and, and all these other kind of things all all these they, it's just terrible what they have in there um, you know you got the Uh, Gog and Magot statues that they go through the streets of the parade with. These are all pagan things. In Washington, D.C., they have the obelisk in the center of the city. And in the entrance to our country in New York City, they have a pagan goddess who's called the Statue of Liberty. Her job is to take away liberty. She brings you to destruction, which takes away your liberty, which is exactly what's going to happen this year with our government. They're setting up to take away all your liberties away from you and arrest the people. But God says they can't prevail against you. You cannot be overcome by these people of the world if you will receive his words because he promised you in John 5:24 that if you will hear his words, the vo- words of the voice of the, of the Lord... And you believe in the promises of God. You will have eternal life. That's the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And you will have what? You'll pass through these judgments. You'll, you know, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And you do it in the ways of the words and not in the ways of weapons. Not in the ways of anger. You do it understanding these people don't have any knowledge. They've not been taught by our shepherds the knowledge of the kingdom of heaven because our shepherds didn't get it. So all this time, since the disciples, we've lost all this knowledge. And like the Church of Rome doesn't teach it, nowhere. And you can see it very plainly. They would never have an obelisk in the center of the Vatican property if they understood God and understood the language of the kingdom of heaven. That's the meaning of this. I hope that this is helpful. If you listen to it a couple of times, maybe you'll get that. But he tells you what you bound on earth, what you bound in, in heaven, and what we loose on earth. See, our job is to harvest the people right now because God desires all men to be saved and come knowledge of truth. Joel 2.32 says that all those who call upon his name shall be delivered. And remember that his name in Revelation 19.13 is the word of God. That was what God, the name is always the work of the kingdom that we were sent into the world to do. What was he sent into the world to do? Read Deuteronomy 18.18.19, John 3.34, and John 18.37. That's his work. That's what he came to do. Make forth the knowledge of truth. We should follow him because he makes known the words and gives glory to God. So we should do like he says, which we are required to do, actually, in John 17, 17, and 19. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to make this message. Father, I pray that it will be understood and thought about and seek you for understanding of your great truth, that what you're wanting to give them, the inheritance of the kingdom of heaven, the keys of the kingdom of heaven, which is the words of God, which is our inheritance to the children of God, which is exactly what you tell us in John 10, 34 to 37. To those to whom the word come, they become like a little God. What is that? A son of God. That's meaning the words are the keys to the kingdom. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh.